What is happening, everybody? Welcome to Off the Rails, a recovery podcast dedicated to ending the stigma of addiction through open discussion on all things recovery related. My name is Mark, and with me always are Dave and Jared. And today we're shooting the sober shit. Yep, today we got a really special episode, actually. It's uh, Mark's one year of sobriety. So we're going to kind of, Dave and I are going to kind of interview Mark, and congratulations, Mark. Great accomplishment. Thank you. So, um, how's uh, the first year of sobriety been? <laughs> well, it has been uh, amazing, man. Um, had a great day today. A lot of reflecting, you know, about the ups and downs, how, uh, how my life has really turned around in a year, and all the great things, you know, we've done. Um, you know, I have moved across the country uh, with Rebecca, got our beautiful daughter, I'm back in school, and got to start this amazing podcast with you fine gentlemen, which uh, gets to help people struggling with addiction or having a loved one struggle, and and that's pretty amazing, man, and I'm really proud of what we are doing here, and that's been a really rewarding part of my one year. So thank you guys. Thank you, Mark. It's also been very helpful. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's a good tool as well, selfishly saying, eh? Oh, fuck yeah, man. We get to chat and pretty much open about it. We get to own our fucking sobriety and our addiction and uh, just talk about it. And I don't know. I find it's been super helpful. I saw Rebecca's post and it said how proud she was of how vulnerable you've been over the last year. Do you think that has that been difficult for you? Uh, yeah, man. But I think once I owned it, man, I really feel like that helped me. And uh, I felt like I didn't really have anything to hide anymore. Like, um, which is amazing. It's like an incredible feeling not to, not to be hiding something. Like if anyone asks me about addiction and my experience with addiction, I'll be, I'll gladly talk about it with them. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I don't always, like, I don't go out of my way to be like, you know what, I'm a drug addict or whatever to people, but if they want to, they want to ask me about it, I'll gladly tell you. Right. Be like introduce every yourself to all new people. Hi, I'm yeah. Mark. I'm an addict. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've caught myself. Um, sometimes I do it at work sometimes by accident. I'm like, Oh yeah. Shit. Nice Everyone knows anyways. Yeah, man. The last year has been amazing. Um, just did an Instagram post that tagged you guys in. It's pretty emotional right made me tear up yeah it was pretty uh I, don't, I think i probably could like i think i could sit down and write about the last year like all day well, i know i could do that but in terms of speaking about it where to begin uh i was in a cult for a month <laughs> i was crazy uh before i before i got to meet dave and jared guys i went to a treatment center that wasn't for me now I'm going to give you some advice. If there's a treatment center that's not for you, stick with it because um, it's, it, you still can work. So I go to this treatment center and well, the first thing like it's marketed, it says it got a pool, got all this cool shit. It doesn't have a pool. It doesn't have a gym um, that I said it did. So I get there. Uh, there's a 16 foot tall cross in the backyard, um, which was crazy. And uh, you're not allowed to go out for walks. No, 
no phone calls or anything for the first two weeks. There's cameras everywhere in the house, beside your bedrooms and washrooms, obviously. That you know of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that'd be illegal. But, uh, <laughs> but man, it was it was weird. Um, you weren't allowed to go in through the front door by yourself. You had to have a buddy system, and then you're only allowed to walk to the end of the road. Uh, so this place was this place was shit. So uh, and people asked me, they're like, "Why did you stay there?" And the reason was like, I knew at that point, um, no matter what I said to my family, like if I called them and I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Like they would just, you know, they would be like, that's attic mark talking. So I toughed it out for that month. Even when, even when I would, after the first two weeks, when I got to call my family, they would, they would, you had to be in a room with the counselor while you're talking to your family. Right. So like, you're just there on the phone. They were like right across. So basically I went, I, uh, I was supposed to be there for 90 days and I, after two weeks, you're allowed to go visit your family member is allowed to go pick you up, but they got to like pre-approve it and all this shit. So my mom came and picked me up on that Saturday and I called my dad from her phone, I think. And I was talking to him and I was like, man, like, I'll do whatever you guys want. I explained the situation. I was like, I'll tough it out there for a month. I'll go back to Newgate, like everything. Newgate does everything better. And I was like, I'm serious about getting better. And this is what I'm going to do. Right. So then I get to go to Newgate right after. Get to meet you fine gentlemen. Pull in the same time as Dave. My mom talks about it all the time. She says that Dave is a sweet boy. <laughs> he always calls him a He's sweet not boy. wrong. I, I know. Um, but we also forget he's, he's a man. <laughs> we're, grown, we're grown man. Yeah, we're grown man. <laughs> he's a sweet boy, Mark. I can tell. And uh, yeah, I got to meet an amazing group at Newgate. Um, and Mark, I, I have a question I don't think I ever asked you before. Yeah. When uh, when you were kind of like deciding to go back to Newgate, was there like doubt in your mind or in your family's mind because you because you had already gone to Newgate that like it didn't work last time, let's say per, per se, because uh, you had a relapse that maybe it wasn't enough or something like that or yeah, there yeah there absolutely was and. Um... But I really sold, like, not that I sold them on it, but I just compared, like, um, like Newgate has their family program, right? So the cool thing is the family's kept in the loop at all times. But when my family would call uh, the other place I was at, they would not update them on how I was doing or anything like that. Oh, really? Yeah. And this place was more expensive than Newgate. So, I, you know, I, I told them, like exactly what it was and i said i'll go there for as long as you want and so basically their only thing with newgate was that they did the re like their research and most people think 90 days is a better length of a program right because when you break it down like that 30 days like you're able to kind of quit doing drugs but then you kind of got to formulate new new patterns right like behavioral patterns or whatever and then kind of implement them so that was what they wanted me to do. 
and I went, so went to Newgate for the month, as you guys know. And to me, I felt like I was able to kind of like establish like my routine. And I think I, I was a lot more like, I guess, open to doing it Newgate's way more like than, cause like I, I wanted to like go above and beyond the first time I was there. So I kind of like went with the flow of it when I was there the second time and kind of trusted their program a bit more. I don't know if I told you guys before, I did like a fucking hundred page um, relapse prevention plan first month of time I was at Newgate. They right. wouldn't give it back to you. Yeah, I know. I got it yeah. here now. <laughs> but, uh, you want to see how big it is? What did you, didn't you say there was appendixes in it and everything? Yeah, there's fucking all the tabs. Tabs, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I was pretty proud of it, but like when you're in like a dire spot of relapse, you're not going to bust open 150, like you're not going to look through your appendix. You know who'd be proud of that? Said Diago. Oh, yeah, she would. She, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so then my, and then I, uh, I told my family from there that, like, I would do the month at Newgate, and if they wanted me to stay a stack a month, I would, or I'll stay at my mom's house for the last 30 days to just, like, drive the new behavioral patterns home or whatever, and that was my idea, and, uh, you know, at this point, I know I have a baby on the way, and, um, you know, I'm fucking serious about getting better, right, at this point, like, I know I'm not doing anything to jeopardize it. And I don't know if like a, um, like a flick switched or whatever. Flick, I don't, I don't know what I'm saying. Um, switch flipped. That's what I mean. Switch, switch flipped. That's exactly what I mean. Um, but I think when I was in Newgate with you guys, man, like that's when I was like, fuck, like I need to get it together. Because I didn't have the place before. I like I wasn't that serious. I was like miserable there. And I just like the only thing I focused on was getting out of there. I didn't enjoy being there. But, like I really enjoyed like like being a new game with you guys and actually like wanting to get better. Um, and like better in every aspect of my life too. Like uh, not just not just fix my addiction, but like work on my mental health and work on things that would lead me back to using. So, yeah. Um, I have a question like about, cause I know that you in the future want to kind of open up your own like center, right? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think a good idea would be like, because I don't know, I found with us, the people that you're around that you're compatible with, the easier it is to kind of, you can help each other get through your day. Would you ever implement something in your own uh, facility? Like, I don't know, putting people that are kind of more compatible together and like different groups of people and then doing it that way. Do you find, do you think that would help people out more? Yeah. Um, that's a good question, man. Uh, and I'm thinking about all the people that I've met, like, in the past, like my trips to treatment, man, and there's been so many amazing people. And I kind of find, right? Like if it was just three of us, 
it wouldn't have been as much fun as if we never had like certain individuals. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I, I know what you're saying. But, but you know, like, yeah, pairing them for like meetings and shit like that, I think is crucial. Yeah. Right. And uh, having the right, having one of the right counselors would be right, and having a counselor that you can actually connect with too, I think, is important. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, I know you guys can probably think of counselors that you're like, I connected more with them. And I find a lot of times it's because they, they have been through it themselves. You know what I'm saying? You're, yeah. You feel like you're a bit more able to open up to them. Or just, I think you, you can, I can identify pretty quickly with people that actually care too. Like, yeah, I think, I think all the counselors did at our place, but like, you can really see the ones that like really true. I mean, anyone that's in that field, I, I, I should, I should say, I think it probably cares about people. Obviously that's what they're getting into, but I don't know. For me, it's just like that different level of like, you can just see it. That that's what they're generally in their heart. It's all they want to do is just kind of help you succeed. Right. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Like a teacher, like you have a teacher that's kind of like, you know, they're teaching whatever that's what they got into, but you know someone that's passionate about their students right it's just it's a different level yeah i agree and sweet point oh man i watched i watched your uh i don't know if you watched have you watched your your video your story that we did early no yeah i haven't watched mine either but i want so i watched it (laughs) day. yeah and uh man something i just want to say too is like i always like even back then like always thought you're a very confident guy and and um you just seem like you know you're you're doing well like when we got over there and i know you were but looking back now uh, and i kind of relate to myself too on how you are just like you can see the growth in like just your voice even from when you were sober back then to now right like it's like the confidence is more in there the happiness comes on the voice obviously your face and everything too um so it's kind of cool to listen to it i know like it might be tough for you because i i get cringy listening to myself but uh yeah it was uh it's cool man like your smile is just more just pops more and stuff like that you send pictures over and Thanks, so that uh, was cool i think when you when you see someone so much it's hard to really or like talk to someone a lot like you, you don't really notice as much but when it's months that have gone by and you look back i think that's when you kind of like holy shit yeah like so anyways, I just wanted to say, say that ramble. That was really nice, man. I'm fucking tearing up a bit here. <laughs> Thanks, bro. That was- uh, I got some, uh, I got some viewer, some viewer questions. Okay. Yeah. You want me to start with one here, Jerry? You ready? You ready? Yeah. For Mark, but like, uh, so this time last year, you're heading back to rehab. What would you tell that mark before he got onto the plane oh man that's a sweet question um i don't know man life gets better you know yeah. i would uh, probably teach him the one day at a time thing it took me a while to really grasp that and uh you know when you take it one day at a time you wake up every day and you say i'm going to stay sober just for today and then those days add up Days come weeks, weeks come months, months become a year. Um, 
Man, I would probably tell him to be willing to learn. And uh, I don't know. That's that's probably all I got, man. I would that mark like I was in a dark place, man, when I was on that plane. Um, but I remember talking to my dad, and he, um, you know, he was driving me to the airport, and he was like, I. I can see this time you want, you want it more, right? So like the first time I went away for treatment, my dad flew up with me just so he would see me get in the car with my mom, right? Yeah. So she would bring me because they thought I was going to just peace out. like, Right. So my family has been so supportive, man. And, um, I don't know how I think it would be really hard to, I guess, do it without such an amazing support system. Um, that being said, guys, there's lots of supports out there. So don't, if you don't have a great, uh, just rambling, just thankful for my family. I get what you're saying. Yeah. What, uh, okay, I have a question here. What has been the most impactful thing you've learned about recovery over the past year? Oh man, these are tough. Um, <laughs> impactful thing. Shit, uh, I, I know I'm going to say something. Here's the deal. I know I'm going to say something and then later I'm going to think of something else. And I'm going to be like, shit, that was, that was the real, um, the most impactful thing I learned about recovery is you need to learn how to set boundaries. And sometimes that means uh, like making hard decisions, right? Yeah. You need, you need to set boundaries with people and you really got to take a look at yourself. I think the boundaries ones, I think that's a huge thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And recovery comes first. That one's big too. Yeah, that's big. And, uh, I still put recovery first. And I got a lot of cool shit going on. You know? Um, everyone that I love, recovery still comes first because they deserve it. There you yeah. go. These are good questions. Make me think and make me very emotional. I have a question for you. Sweet. <clears throat> I know you used to like have a hard time looking at yourself in the mirror and you had like were very down on yourself. How do you see yourself today? Oh, um, I'm, I mean, there are days when I'm still, I still struggle. Mentally I and mentally, yeah. mentally, um, yeah. mentally, I feel strong. Um, you know, I feel like I'm caring and I'm kind and, you know, I want to help people. And I think, you know, one thing I learned in recovery, like I just, I was so depressed when I was using, right. And I felt like, um, I was so scared of death, but I also didn't care if I died. And, but I was scared of death because like, I would die and, like, what did I accomplish? You know what I'm saying? Did I 
did I make the world a better place than when I came in or did I help people? And all those answers are no. Like I was, I didn't do anything for people, right? And I think today, like I feel like there's purpose and hope where I can actually help people. And that gives me like this like sense of, uh, I guess, hope for the future. And it'll be, it gives me a bit of like, content that because like death still makes me really depressed right but well i know that if i'm lying on my deathbed and i look back at my life and i'm like fuck man you actually tried to help people or you were kind and caring and you know you went out of your way to actually try to help a problem like that's kind of something that i want to that's something i could die happy with right like knowing that i i gave it a shot at doing something that matters um, physically, I would like to be more shredded. <laughs> um, you know, I, uh, turns out you quit doing coke, you gain some weight. Um, <laughs> and uh, fuck man, I gained so much weight last year. Um, like the first time I went to rehab and then I just ate all summer, relapsed, gained some more weight. And then, uh, but I'm back in the gym guys. So, uh, Feeling better every day, riding my bike every day. So uh, it's a bit delayed, but I'm getting shredded. Heck yeah, you're nice. I got to get on that train with you. Get a bike. Stationary. Oh man, cruising around town is sweet. Yeah, I know. Okay, got another question here. Okay. What you thought about? When you thought about getting sober during active addiction, you mentioned it didn't sound fun or was kind of daunting. Is being sober what you thought it would be like? If not, how so? Man. That's a good question. That is an awesome that question. That is a good question. Is yeah, that a viewer question or a Dave question? That's a, that's a viewer question. Showed up that viewer. Um, great question. Um, being sober is so much better than I thought it was um and I don't know what I was scared of it not being fun like using stop being fun so long ago and every aspect of my life is better every single one right there's no aspect of my life that is not better today than it was a year ago and um I actually have like wholesome fun that I don't need to be high for. Um, I had to actually experience emotions. I don't. I don't know why I was so. I. I get it, but because you're just. I was just scared to let go, right? And you're like grasping for everything to not, not give up. Uh, but man, every aspect of my life is better. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, you think is that an okay answer? I think so. That's amazing. That's, that's great. Um, did you see your uh, one year ago today? Where did you see yourself today? I don't know, man. Um, I didn't have a lot of faith like a year ago or hope or I. Uh, I didn't like. I didn't know if I thought, I didn't know, think it was possible to be honest. Right. Like I didn't believe 
that I could do it. And I should like, I'm kind of mad at myself for that, but because I can do it. And so can anyone listening. Um, but I, I didn't have a lot of, I don't know. I, I tell you a couple months before, before I went to treatment first time, I didn't see myself being alive, which is dark. Like if I kept using, I wouldn't be alive. And I, I don't know, Jared, man, that's an awesome question too. Um, I felt really hopeless a year ago. And even when I went to back to Newgate, man, I was really depressed um, heading back into Newgate. And I probably talked to you guys about that. I'm like, I'm fucking depressed. I'm back here. Even like what in Newgate, like as we were going through together, you could see like the difference in you just going through there. Like, I mean, like everyone, but, but you especially like how, I don't know, we were having like so much fun by the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The first, like I found coming back to Newgate really difficult, man, because I felt like a failure and I felt that I, I felt hopeless, man, for a long time. And um, I don't know. I don't feel that way anymore. And that's a good feeling. You're doing great, buddy. Thanks, man. This is a really emotional. I didn't. I know. I'm tearing. Expect all these bangers here today. <laughs> I've got. I've got a couple more from viewers here. Okay. Have any emotions more than others over the past year made you feel more cravings to use than others? Yeah, man. Um, I did. I used to use a lot to like mask those emotions, right? Um, yeah. Suffered from depression for a long time. I still do, and that was one way I tried to deal with it, man. And I suffered with anxiety for a long time. And man, I remember the first time I was drinking, and I did coke, and I was like, "This is the fucking answer," right? I could talk to people. You know, I thought like, I thought that's how people talk to each other and you know i look back at conversations i've had with people it was like hi and i'm like what the fuck are you even getting on with man like um so i beat myself up a bit but uh anyway back to your question i don't anymore max like honestly like i really embrace how i feel and what emotions i'm going through and you can't experience happiness without experiencing sadness right so you know, feeling sad makes feeling happy that much better. And I don't know, man, I really embrace them. And I try to think of them not as reasons to use, but like reasons to be grateful for this life. That's a good answer. That is a good answer. Good, good answer and actually being able to like feel and process the emotions. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, Mark, I got a question like, I don't know. I know we've talked about it before, kind of how I think you're lucky that uh, you got sober before you had your daughter. And that's a blessing kind of. Yeah. Um, so one day, like you should be pretty, really proud about that because it's, it's, a uh, it's amazing. So yeah. I'm sure she'll be happy to have a sober dad and she gets to always see you in your best best version of yourself so i just wanted to throw that out there thanks sam yeah i still beat myself up a lot man about um 
you know, like finding out Rebecca was pregnant and I couldn't like get it together then, man. I like, I didn't know what to do. And I fucking just like, I did what I've always done when like, I couldn't process it, man. I went right to using when I found out and like, that fucking sucks to think that, right? Mm-hmm. But, and I guess you just got to look at the brighter side of the picture or whatever, it, yeah. however that saying goes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I remember, like, when Mila was born, like, I was, like, I was really hard on myself that I was not nine months sober, right? Yeah. I was, like, this fucking, you know, this sucks, Mark. Like, you know, you got to tell her that when you're older. But mm-hmm. on the plus side, like, I am sober when she was born, and I'm going to be one day at a time, every day of her life. That's right. amazing. Nice. She's a lucky girl. Oh, she's so sweet, guys. Yeah. They're blessings. Hair, man. Really emotional this episode. <laughs> I think you might have answered this over the period of talking, but I'll just ask it anyways. It's the last viewer one. What is something you've learned about yourself over the last year and that you're most proud of? What, uh, I kind of learned who I am again, man. Um, and I kind of I fell away from that for a long time. And I feel... Okay, one more time on the question. What have I learned about myself? What have you learned about yourself over the last year that you're most proud of? So when you grow your hair out, it looks sweet. Yeah, I've learned that I have really sweet hair. Um, <laughs> I almost cut it today, though. Um, man, I don't know that I'm resilient. Uh, what was that quote buddy said last night? Sweet. Oh, did you write that down? Yeah, I did. Yes. Um, he said that your current situation is not your permanent destination, right? So what you're going through right now and what I went through is not who I am. And I am able to be who I want to be. And I know who I want to be now. And for that, I'm grateful. Um, and I'm proud of that. I'm proud of knowing what I want. And proud of being someone that my, you know, Rebecca, Mila, you know, my mom, dad, sisters, they can all depend on, right? And, you know, if I say I'm going to be somewhere, I want to be there. Um, and like, I want, because like, I would, that was something I'd always do, man. My family would like ask me to go to something. I would just call like two hours late and just be like, can't, can't make it. Right. Like I want to, you know, if my family asked me to do something, I want to be right yeah awesome so those those your questions they were uh, sent over by a very special lady oh yeah yeah oh sweet god lover you know who was was it rebecca <laughs> yeah god lover love you boo they're sweet sweet questions she she sent them more i was like yeah save me some uh a couple of the ones I was thinking of too, but she she writes uh, she writes pretty good. So yeah. she must be a lawyer or something. Yeah. yeah. 
guys. It's been a great so, episode. Yeah. So, man, what's cool? I know it's one day at a time, but uh, you got some goals for free or two you want to share? Or uh, do you see anything? Actually, do you see anything being added to your recovery toolbox or maybe not added, but maybe some, uh, some things that might change or evolve? Good question. Um, going to keep growing this podcast with the fellows here. Going to continue to exercise. I am going to finish uh, the addiction studies courses that I'm doing. I'm going to start working in the field of addictions and uh, going to continue to be an amazing father. Awesome. That's awesome. And uh, but thinking about it, exercise wise, I'm going to join a boxing gym. Oh, yes. Getting some six. They better watch out for those sixes coming in. Oh, yeah. That's all. Yeah. Straight uppies. And you guys had me boxing like the couple times, and that is one of the hardest thing, like workouts I've ever done. That was so much fun, man. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But holy, like even just holding your arms up like this is difficult. Like it doesn't look difficult, but it is very difficult. Mm. <laughs> uh, oh, it's such a good workout. Yeah, you, so, uh, it must relieve a lot of stress too and tension. Yeah, it's good, man. I can't wait to. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm a little nervous, so I'll keep you guys updated on that. I got a uh, little question about your relationship. I hope yeah. that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Open book, buddy. If you and Rebecca get in arguments or disagreements, how much better is the communication and settling the disagreement or arguing now that you're sober man <laughs> so much better it's crazy i can't say enough good things about rebecca man she is she's an amazing partner she's an amazing mother and i love her to death and um honestly man we don't get in like man the shit we've been through like argument now is not even gonna be we got in an argument earlier because she took photos of me and i looked i didn't like how i looked in them <laughs> like it's if that's as far as the argument goes man like i'm so happy with that yeah that's awesome yeah so it's good yeah <laughs> like shit. and uh how is the relationship with your family parents nieces nephews whatever changed it's, it's good really good man um the one with my mom like i've faced or like video chat with my mom every day um I pretty much talk to all my family every day, um, my sisters and my dad. And, uh, you know, I think my dad coming out and visiting me, that was, that was huge because he didn't see me since last September. And, you know, we talked on the phone and whatnot, but like, you know, he knew what kind of manipulation bullshit I was on when I was using. And, you know, he, he didn't know for real. So he had to see it, like, had to see how I actually was and, um, I think him coming up and seeing me was really like a weight off his shoulders. And, uh, you know, he messaged me today and told me he's proud of me. And like, he hasn't really said that a lot to me, like growing up. Um, so that was really kind of special. And, uh, and I know he's actually proud of me and um, I'm going to continue, you know, continue this and continue making all of them proud. So all the relationships slowly, man, they're all getting better. Yeah, uh, you can't expect 
can't expect to make them all better like overnight. And I, I thought like I did, I truly thought that right after rehab, first time I went to rehab, I thought like they were all going to be like, he's better. But that's crazy talk, man. The best way to show them is, you know, the best way to work on those relationships is to work on yourself and, and show them through action that you're serious. That's some wise advice, Mark. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, love it. Yeah, guys. Emotional episode. Now I'm sad. But I'm happy. Sad. So I, I hear, uh, I don't know, I, like I hear all the time, year one's uh, hard, but once you hit year two, it's even harder. So how do you plan on tackling year two? Man, I uh, I gotta agree with you, but I think I think it's because you come complacent. Yeah. So I think it, like um, you know, I think to continue doing the things that are making it successful for me, um, you know, journaling, working on myself, doing this podcast, putting myself out there for, you know, yeah, continuing to do the things that make you successful, me successful. And I, I really think that's why people struggle in that second year is because they hit one year and like, I know I still got to keep working. And if I don't, then there's nothing stopping me from going, you know, back in music, but mm-hmm. that's not what I want. And I'm going to continue to put in that work every day. Nice. Like, Love it. I can't wait to ask you guys questions on your one years. I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be good, man. Uh, so guys I, I did pick this card for today's episode I am, I am so grateful to be alive healthy and thriving I like that one that's you buddy yeah I am grateful and Dave but yeah alright fellas should we wrap this episode up your boy got some cake to eat <laughs> Ice cream cake? Yes, sir. No, it's uh, it's from a place called Bootsma Bakery. Oh, yeah. I did have one more question. Yeah. Uh, at your home group, are you doing a celebration for your one year? Yes, sir. Sunday. Sunday. Is it a speaker meeting and is Rebecca or anyone coming? No, I think I'm going to ask Rebecca and uh, Mila to come with me. Nice. That's awesome. Speaker meeting, but they do normally do celebrations, so. Awesome. Be good. Nice. It'll be good. Get my key tag. Yep. And some more cake. Exactly. (laughs) All right, guys. If you or someone you know is struggling, please reach out and ask for help. Thank you so much for listening.